And that music right there means that it's time for the Pilch Point with online editorial director of Laptop Magazine and Tom's Guide, Avram Pilch. Avram, are you there? Yes! Excellent. Yes. And we, and we had your mic on on the first try. We are nailing it right now. How are you doing? <laughs> good, good. Uh, did, you, did you have a good Mother's Day last week? Yeah, pretty decent, pretty decent. Kind of quiet, but got to spend a lot of time with with my wife and my son. Uh, so it was uh, so it was really cool. I've been seeing pictures of him lately. He's Love getting it. so big. Oh my god! Upgraded. I know he's he's really big. He's now like this week for the first time he's using a tablet. So big big milestone. It's awesome. Uh, Wowzer! That's yeah. that's really cool. With help, but he is using it. Sure. So, uh, so he's getting up there. By next year, he'll be building piercies. That's all you need. Yep. Exactly. Hey, Abram, uh, let him know who you are. Since you've been off for a week, you, we've missed you. So, uh, give him your contacts. So, uh, I am the online editorial director for Laptop Mag and Tom'sGuide.com, and you can follow me on Twitter at Geek and Chief or read all of our latest headlines, all my latest columns at LaptopMag.com/slash/GeeksGeek. You know, the internet loves to spring things upon our show when we're not around to talk about them. Uh, <laughs> one of those things was happening last week with, uh, with AT&T, apparently now picking up DirecTV. I mean, that happened officially today. today. But, yeah. you know, it happens while we're off. You know, a week goes by and things happen. It blows up in our face. One of the other things that is happening is uh, something, a little something that might be important to a couple of people that are watching the show, uh, net neutrality. Yeah, who, 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 would, who would think it was of any importance? Uh, so for those who haven't been following it, net neutrality, uh, just for those who aren't, too, who aren't totally tuned into it, is the principle that your internet service provider uh, be, treat all traffic equally, all websites equally, all video traffic equally, and not slow down traffic from uh, a content provider that it, it doesn't like for one reason or another. Or um, Now, uh, back in 2010, the FCC created something called the Open Internet Order, which restricted uh, ISPs. Now, to be fair, in the history of the internet, we haven't seen a lot of blocking of sites or slowing down of sites. Uh, but the ISPs, the big ones in the United States, Verizon, AT&T, Comcast, they would all love to, at the very least, charge a premium uh, to companies like Netflix that are sending a lot of data through their networks. Of course, one could very well argue that uh, their subscribers are already paying for that. Twice they're paying for Netflix and they're paying for their ISP, and now they're trying to double dip. Uh, and this double dipping, uh, the FCC and many people f have felt, is is quite dangerous because uh, they there are only a handful of ISP uh, broadband ISPs in the United States. Most people only have a choice of maybe one or two. So if you don't like what your ISP is doing, you really don't have many many options here in my we can only get Time Warner. We can't get anything else uh, unless I want to start dialing up for the internet. So, um, so you know, it's a little bit dangerous that your ISP could potentially decide. You know what? Um, I don't really like. Uh, 
this this website that you're visiting. I don't like the content of it. I want them to pay me to get to pay me to be seen. I want them to pay me, or else I'm going to make their content so slow people aren't going to deal want to deal with it. Well, um, you know, there the open internet order was designed to stop that. Uh, f- stop that from happening. In J- Verizon sued, and in January, a federal court said that the uh, FCC didn't have the authority to issue that order. Um, that order, and so right now, there's no there are no rules uh, governing what your ISP can and can't do uh, to any content you want to view. Uh, and as soon as that 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 law was struck down. Uh, Comcast started to slow down the traffic of Netflix, saying, "Oh, Netflix! You know, we they we're seeing a lot of their video through our network. We want uh, we want them to pay us an extra fee." And Netflix reluctantly paid them off and paid Verizon off as well because Verizon came with their handout. Uh, and lo and behold, now you have people pay. Now you have companies paying uh, for the fast lane to get to you. Well. Uh, a lot of people on the internet are very concerned about this precedent. Uh, I'll count myself among them because what you have is a handful, maybe a dozen ISPs throughout the United States who uh, now have the power to decide who the winners and losers are uh, in, in internet content. Uh, thousands of different startups uh, are, are coming onto the internet all the, you know, all the time. Uh, all of them... Uh, all of them rely on the fact that their content is going to go out and reach and reach the people that they reach the readers that they're trying to reach, uh, and the fact that you could have you know a dozen different uh, basically extortion rackets coming to hit you up um, as an internet publisher is is very frightening. And by the way, it's not just a matter of money. An ISP uh, right now, an ISP could decide to could very well decide to take a, to block a site entirely or to block a, a service entirely for any reason at all. There's no law in place forcing them to to forcing them not to block you. Uh, so it's it's quite scary times, uh, and so uh, I looked at this. Uh, right now, the FCC issued a new proposal this week saying that they would like to enshrine in, in their regulations uh, that, that ISPs cannot block anyone, but they do want to allow room potentially uh, for companies to pay ISPs for faster access to their customers, which could be quite a slippery slope. I mean, fast and slow on the Internet means everything. I mean, imagine if you have a website that's loading at fifty, you know, fifty-six k for the reader, and your competitor is loading at, uh, you know, loads in five seconds, and you load in thirty seconds. No one's ever going to visit your website. So, um, right now, it's still up in the air. Uh, the FCC has a proposal out, but as of this moment, there's absolutely no sheriff in town. And so I put together a list of some of the things that theoretically could happen to you uh, if ISPs, if there's no regulation in place to prevent ISPs from 
basically blocking or slowing traffic as they want as much as they want now Avram, uh obviously you know this is on tom's guide and i and i want people to check out this article so if we could just uh touch upon the five without going into a lot of detail people can go to the website then and and, and really dig deep on this topic since uh we, we could spend three hours on this and, and uh still not touch the tip of the iceberg so right. we'll touch upon them and if people want to read up they can definitely check out your website Yep, absolutely. So I think one of the key things to one of the key things people need to keep in mind is that um, once an ISP can control uh, what information you're getting over the internet, then they have control of a lot of things. So some of the rights and freedoms that we take for granted in the age of the internet uh, will be really greatly diminished if we don't if there's not open and free access to the information that's available for anybody to publish. So a lot of attention has been paid to the right to start a business and whether or not a person can actually start a business in, in uh, online. And let's face it, most new businesses, the internet is where it's at. You, you can't have a business these days unless you're running a local, a local 7-Eleven and not have a strong web presence or if you're, if you're not just an internet-only business. Uh, so your right to start a business and, and compete on a level playing field uh, is going to be severely damaged if you have to pay a toll fee for every ISP you want it, for every ISP uh, you want to be carried on. Yeah, part of what part of what will happen too is that businesses will make strategic decisions about who they don't want to serve. So, if right now one of the beauties of the internet is I can go and I can read uh, your local Tampa Bay newspaper here in New York, and it loads perfectly well for me. And uh, if I want to see what they're saying, I can. Uh, if you know for whatever reason. Now, if but if I'm the Tampa Bay newspaper. Uh, and I'm being asked to pay uh, a carriage fee or something to appear to people in New York, uh, I'm not going to do it, right? Because it's it's not worth the money for me to to go out and spend money to be seen by people who are outside of my target area. So I think there's going to be, I think it will limit availability of, if it could severely limit your availability of, of sites to the user. Um, I think it also really is an impingement on freedom of the pre- freedom of the press and freedom of speech. Now, you'll always have freedom of speech. You can go and talk to your friends as much as you want and say what you want in the U.S. That's wonderful. But what good is freedom of speech if no one can hear you? The beauty of the Internet is since we've had an open web for like the last 20 years – Everybody has been able to be a journalist and a publisher. You could, from the littlest, littlest blog to the to the biggest biggest media company, everyone has been able to publish to the point where anyone in the world can read it. Anyone in the world can now go online and read my article, and I hope they all do. But um, you know, back before the internet, there were a lot of barriers to entry. You had to buy a printing press, or you had to own a broadcast station. These things were quite limited, and and you, most people couldn't do them. Well, thankfully, we have the internet now. But if the ISPs are going to take the approach that people have to pay to appear, or have to meet the ISP standard to appear, now. It may seem crazy to think that the ISP is going to block your blog if you say something that Comcast or Time Warner doesn't like, but that's quite possible. 
uh, in Canada a few years ago, the ISP TELUS uh, blocked a website that was anti-TELUS, that was encouraging the TELUS workers to strike. Uh, so is there a possibility that is there a possibility that if you advocate for net neutrality, suddenly your website will disappear? Or if you say some, if you say that, or if you're on Verizon and you go to visit the Comcast website because you're interested in switching, will that dis, will that not be accessible to you? So uh, there's a real danger that there's a real danger that ISPs could restrict your freedom of speech, and when they restrict your speech, they also could be getting involved in elections and politics. Um, it may sound crazy, but uh, a, a lot of the in fact, all of the ISPs are major donors. Uh, they donate to both parties. They, they've given lots of money uh, to make sure that they have influence. But what if they could actually block sites from candidates who didn't support them? What if they could block the PACs, the political action committees that were against them? Uh, that's all feasible and legal right now. You might say, well, they're not doing it yet. Yes, but they've been under regulation for a while. There's been pressure on them. If there's no pressure on them, if there's no regulation in place, if there's no sheriff in town, no one to stop them, who's to say? They d they definitely have shown uh, a propensity uh, to get involved. Verizon, Verizon a few years ago, this was just a text messaging program, mind you, but Verizon blocked, uh, refused to take... Um, to, to allow a pro-abortion group to distribute text messages through a text messaging plan uh, with them because they considered it too controversial. Um, AT&T, on a broadcast they were doing of a Pearl Jam concert, uh, bleeped out some political things Eddie Vedder was saying. So I wouldn't uh, put it past any of them to limit our free speech limit our freedom of expression, our freedom to start a, to start a business and, and make money. Uh, it's really quite frightening. And a lot of people say, well, competition would solve this problem. Agreed. But we don't have competition. We have most people in the United States having one or maybe two uh, ISP choices. Uh, so the competition will do about as the comp level of competition that there is right now is about equivalent to airlines. If you can find an airline that doesn't charge you $25 to check a bag, uh, then you can find an ISP that you can trust. Uh, so that's just kind of a quick look at some of the issues that that people need to need to keep in mind. Right. And I'm thinking that at the maybe maybe next week before we jump into E3 coverage, we just talk about net neutrality for an hour. I feel like we can do it and and bring on some some important people. We, we've done it before. <coughs> right. One of our early shows was actually one about of our first ones. Yeah. Net neutrality. <coughs> uh, Avram, real quick, because we're in from the chat room. I just want you to take uh, a 30 seconds if you can if you can just break this down. People want to know. How can we as a people fight this? Your best uh, suggestion so far? Well, I think you can call I think you can certainly write to your write to your elected officials. Uh, you want Congress to take you want Congress to take action on a national level. I think uh, you could also get involved and donate to some of the organizations that are uh, taking up the cause like the Electronic Frontier Foundation, EFF.org is a great place to start. Great. You can also uh, send an email to openinternet at fcc.gov. Yep. Let me type that in the chat room, too. 
So I knew I had seen somebody post about this earlier today. I knew it was on the FCC website. So, so yeah, uh, open internet at FCC.gov. They are actually, the FCC actually wants public opinion. Yeah, they, they went back again on their decision to help or not help or something. I don't Whatever. Know. Yeah, yeah. I would, I, I would go a little for writing to them is great, but that's like complaining to the, complaining to the, complaining about them to them. Absolutely. So, I would definitely recommend some of the outside groups that can bring pressure and maybe bring pressure through other means like uh, like Congress. And and the good news is that you know, you're out there putting pressure. Through through articles like this, showing showing people what they have to lose, so so that helps too. The key thing, the just one takeaway that people need to remember is this isn't about money. This isn't about Netflix's pocket versus Google's pocket versus ISP's pocket. It's about your freedom of speech, your right to do what you want on the internet that isn't really owned by anybody. Correct. Very good. You're right. Yeah, we we need to. I think we'll have to talk about this after the show and, and see what we can do. But uh, we'll definitely there'll, there'll definitely be more news on this topic as we progress through the summer. So, uh, Avram, I know you'll keep us in the loop on the things you hear, and we can have more discussions on that. But first, uh, before we let you go, give them your contacts one more time. So, if you want to read this article or some of my others, check them out on Tom'sGuy.com and LaptopMag.com, and follow me on Twitter at Geek in Chief. Thanks, Avram. We'll talk to you next week. Talk to you next week.